This is episode number 87 of the NP Business Matters podcast. And today I want to talk to you about beneficial ownership information. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast, the show that's dedicated to helping nurse practitioners just like you succeed in business. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. And since 2007, we've been working with you on the business of being a nurse practitioner, providing education, resources, and support as you start, grow, and operate your own practice. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just getting started, this podcast is designed to help you navigate the challenges and the opportunities of running your own practice. I'll cover a wide range of topics from startup and finance to marketing and operations. I invite you to subscribe and listen to each episode for tips, insights, how-tos that you need to succeed. To learn more about NPBO and our resources, visit us at npbusiness.org. Hello and welcome to this episode of the NP Business Matters Podcast. I'm Barbara C. Phillips. Today I want to talk about the Corporate Transparency Act and the beneficial ownership information that we all need to report if we have done any kind of a business or are forming a business. So if you have created an LLC, a PLLC, a PC, or even a DBA, anything that you have done business with the Secretary of State, you have done all that legal work to create your business, you are going to need to report. Now, I actually did a video about this. It is on the blog and it is also on YouTube. But I know that many of you only listen to the podcast, so this is so important, I wanted to get it out in this media as well. I highly encourage you to share this with any of your colleagues that may also have some sort of business, because this is something that is going to, is it not going to, it is already required. It became effective on January 1st. Now, as you'll see in the podcast or in the, in the video or the audio portion of it, I already reported mine. And I'll tell you, it was really very easy. There's a few things that you need. You do it online and that's it. You're done. I know a lot of people have already complained to me about this. Why do we have to do this? We've already registered with the Secretary of State, et cetera, et cetera. And you'll hear why this came to be. And it had to do with a lot of bad actors out there. So it's another way to keep track of us and to make sure that we are not doing anything illegal and that we are paying our taxes because we must do that as citizens, right? So anyway, let's go ahead and get started. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. And you can find the video, by the way, over at our show notes at npbusiness.org forward slash eight seven. So I'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is Barbara Phillips with Nurse Practitioner, Business Owner, npbusiness.org. And I have been getting a lot of questions, both in our Facebook group and via email, and I thought I would just create this short video to talk about the Corporate Transparency Act and the Beneficial Ownership Information Reporting. It is something that we are all required to do this year, and I'll go over some of that. Let me just start out by saying that this is simple 
to do. Really simple. I completed mine in under 10 minutes, and that was with a glitch that I couldn't make it go forward because I didn't do something it told me to do. So first of all, take a deep breath. It really is easy to do. So just what the heck is it and and what is this all about? Well, apparently in 2021, I think this became effective in that um, Congress had a statute called the Corporate Transparency Act. And the whole point of all of this is to, if you will, keep track of what businesses are doing and making sure that we're doing the right thing. So the U.S. Department of Treasury, their Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which was really something to see that, provides the regulation of who, what, when um, needs to do this and how we do it. So you'll hear me refer to them as FinCEN, and um, that's where we actually go to report. Anyway, the reason they came up for, with all of this was there are people in this world who aren't necessarily honest and they want to hide that they own these corporations. They want to hide um, different things that they're doing. Some of these companies have financed terrorism. They have participated in money laundering, tax fraud, all sorts of different financial crimes. And so this is a way for the government to monitor corporations. So who has to report? Just about every corporation, LLC, or any other entity that is created via your secretary of state in your office or something similar to that. And that includes businesses that are created in our um, tribal nations where it's created under those tribes. They also need to report. So some of the exemptions from this, there are 23 different categories. And these are are companies that already have a lot of federal and state regulation and monitoring, such as banks, credit unions, securities, insurance brokers. There's a whole long list of it. The other thing I thought was really interesting was that large companies that have at least 20 full-time employees and has filed a tax return showing more than $5 million in gross receipts or sales. Apparently, they also have some additional monitoring that goes on, so they don't need to necessarily report. Now, it matters when your company is created and what you have to report and when you have to report it. So, Most of us that are doing this right this very moment, we created it before January 1st, 2024. And so you will need to provide information about the company and its beneficial owners. If you are the owner, you are the beneficial owner. And there is a specific definition for this. And I'll get into what those dates and stuff are and what the requirements for reporting are. It really is, as I said, quite simple. They want your full legal name. They want to know all the DBAs that you may be doing business under. They want the complete current address of where that business is operating, the jurisdiction of the formation, and the taxpayer identification number, so that EIN. They are also going to want to know about you. They want your full legal name, date of birth, your complete 
current residential street address. Now, there is a way that if you are somebody who has been charged with reporting for a larger company, so for instance, maybe a CFO might be reporting for a company, then it's just a little bit different with the information that they want and how. So if I was the applicant for the company, I would be using the business street address. They need some kind of identifying information on you. Passport, your driver's license, any other kind of identification that you have, and you need to upload an image of it. Now, the beneficial owner is going to be the individual who directly or indirectly has control over the business, or that person owns at least 25% of the interests. So obviously I'm a nurse practitioner with my own business. Most of those, most of you who are listening are going to be nurse practitioners or other clinicians who might own your business. And chances are you are the beneficial owner. Now, as I mentioned earlier, somebody can file on behalf of a company. And so that, that person is the one who's going to be responsible for creating this information. Now, this is important. If the company was created before January 1st, 2024, you have to file your initial report by January 1, 2025. So you have a year to do this. Companies that are created in 2024, before 2025, has to report within 90 calendar days that you actually get notification that it's effective, that your business is effective. So if you go down to the Secretary of State and you file your LLC status, oftentimes that happens within the same day or a day or two. You have 90 days from the time that you receive that notification in order to file. And then for the future, companies that are created after 2025, January 1, 2025 has 30 days. Um, to report their companies. So if you have done something and you have some changes or corrections, that needs to be done within 30 days as well And when those things become effective. Now, this information, of course, is supposed to be private, but FinCEN can give it to all sorts of different federal agencies. So any of those that are in national security, intelligent, or law enforcement has access to this. State law enforcement can have access to this with a court order. The Treasury Department, I'm not surprised with that, and I don't think you would be either. Financial institutions, so say your bank or a loan company or something like that, has to have your consent, has to have the company's consent. Government regulators of financial institutions have access and, you know, other people can have access as well. So it's not entirely private as we probably already know and understand that. This is not HIPAA. So how do you file? Well, you just go to the FinCEN website And you can file online. They also have a way that you can download a PDF and fill that out and then upload that. They have lots of instructions there. In fact, I was going to do a walkthrough 
And then I realized just how simple this is that you don't really need to have a walkthrough. As you go through the online application, there's places that it says need help. You click it and it tells you exactly what to do. You can download a PDF that walks you through step by step. It really is very simple. This is going to be more simple than you trying to get credentialed, than you trying to get your NPI number even. So this is very simple and easy to do. Like I said, it took me under 10 minutes and it only took me a little longer only because I had missed a step. But other than that, it's, it's very, very simple. So you can go ahead and do that. And here's some references if you wanna read up more on this as well as the FinCEN website. Go ahead and take a look at that. I will um, put some links also below wherever this video is sitting so that you can find that information. So I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you are watching this on YouTube, please give us a like, a comment, subscribe to our channel, turn on your notifications, you know, all that good stuff that they ask you to do on YouTube because it really does help with the algorithm over there. And if you're watching it anywhere else, thanks for watching and feel free to leave a comment. Um, or get, get a hold of us if you need to. Thanks so much. Bye-bye now.